to the season finale edition for football of State Champs Indiana Extra Point. It's presented by Lawrence and Illogical University. Lawrence Tech wants you to recruit yourself. Just go to ltuathletics.com and click on the Recruit Yourself link. Academic and athletic scholarships are available in over two dozen varsity sports, including football. We have six state championship games to recap. My name is Greg Rakestraw. I was fortunate enough to be on the call of the 4A and 5A state championship games on the IHSAA Champions Network. My buddy Bob Stambazzi, who has joined us uh, every week on this program for the last two years, joins us again. Hello, my friend. How are you? Just peaches and cream ready to go to talk about this exciting weekend of football, the great state of Indiana. How cool was that, though? Great crowds down there. People were able to come in and spend the day. Uh, just, it's Indiana football. The neutral fan was back. Fans sitting in the end zone yeah. was back. We didn't get to have that a year ago. We were basically capped at 7,000 a game last year, and it was 3,500 mm -hmm. seats available for each school. This year, if you wanted to go and, and watch 11 hours of football, and that's often how it played out because of some of the length of those games, you were able to do that. And I thought going in that we would have mostly competitive games, and clearly we did. Uh, we had a couple of, of, of barn burners. Uh, I'm sure in Bob's idea, we had a couple of slobber knockers uh, that were in there. Oh, he did. Only had really one blowout, and, and we kind of saw that one come and going into it, and we will get to that game in a matter of moments. So we are simply going to take them, you know, one at a time. We'll start in 1A and work our way up. Adam Central jumped out to a 14-0 lead, but as was kind of the storyline for most of the weekend, just because you had an early lead didn't mean you won the game. Lutheran, 34-28 against Adam Central. That game played out in terms of the competitive nature of it, the way that all of us felt it would. We thought the first game might have been the best game of the weekend, and I'm not sure that it wasn't, Bob. I could not argue that fact at all. I mean, you think if you're an Adam Central fan from up this way that uh, uh, with Newlandswater taking that punt and going to the house, and then all of a sudden they turn right around and score again, now you're at 14 to nothing. You're in the driver's seat, and you think you're going to get on Luther. <clears throat> they get a stop, but then they come down and score on you quick. Uh, this quarterback they got, I, you've talked about him, uh, uh, Montes Clay. Wow. Yep. Uh, this kid is exciting. Uh, 243 yards and, and uh, three touchdowns on the day, but he just kept them. Uh, uh, I, I don't want to say it. He kept Adam Central at arm's length once they got into the game and put some points on the board because at halftime it's 21 20, uh, 14. And you're thinking, well, Adam Central, with the way they can control the clock, rushing the football. Oh, by the way, Luther stepped up in the second half. Uh, Adam Central did not have a great half of running the football. Luther puts 14 on the board in the third quarter. They And then Adam Central puts, I believe, seven on the board in the fourth. Uh, Luther, uh, Luther puts on six, and that's the way it ended. But uh, give credit where credit's due. Luther played a great offensive ball game. All of a sudden, the defense came to play, I think, uh, midway through that first quarter, Greg. And then it, it was an exciting Indiana High School championship football game in 1A. If those two would like to play a best-of-seven series, I'm all for it. Oh. I'm pretty sure we get we get to game seven. Um, again, those were, those were the, two, the two best teams in 1A. And if you go by the Saturn ratings, we had the top two teams in four of the six classes that faced each other uh, in the state championship games. That was the case in 1A, 3A, 5A, and 6A. 
And again, to quote the Sagarin ratings, those two schools were in the top 40 in the state for any classification, and they played like it. Tip of the cap to both teams, and congratulations, Dave Passion Luther. They've been knocking on the door for a right. long time. They've been playing football for right at about 20 years at this point at Lutheran. In the last 10, they seemingly have been in contention for a regional, semi-state, or state championship, and they get that first championship. Congratulations. Now, moving on to 2A, the opening game of uh, day number two, scoreless at halftime between Andrean and Modern Day. And, Bob, not surprisingly, the, the team that had the best player on the field, which was Andrean and Drake Bowen, he kind of got rolling on both sides of the ball in half number two, and that powered the Andrean 59ers to a 21-9 victory over Evansville Modern Day. You, I would have loved to have been in both locker rooms at halftime, to be honest with you, because, number one, the defensive coaches are excited. They're pumped. they got the shutout going. Uh, it's a chess match, right? And then come out in that second half and some points are put on the board. But, my goodness, Bowen, 173 yards passing the football in 24 attempts with uh, uh, three touchdowns was kind of the name of the game for Andran. But the 59ers have been a strong, strong team all year up in the Northwest, kind of away from everybody. You and I talk about them every week, it seemed like, but not many other people were bringing them into contention. But uh, this is an outstanding football team. And then you look at modern day, the history they've got, Greg, coming up. Uh, this is going to be a great matchup between these two uh, parochial schools. Well, let's face it. In 2A, we have now accumulated a great amount of the small Catholic powers. Just the yes. way that it works enrollment-wise right now, Andran, Lures, Central Catholic, Casina, Modern Day are all in the same division. It's because a lot of those schools kind of have somewhere between, say, 400 and 500 in terms of enrollment. Central Catholic is smaller than that, but they are playing up due to the success factor and what they're able to do this year in terms of at least getting to Cecina in the regional round will likely keep them in the 2A classification right. for head coach Brian Nay going forward. So you've got a lot of similar schools. Then you add in the East Brooks, East Sides, Tiptons of the world. 2A is set up to be deep for a long time. Um, and so it's not going to be like Andran and Modern Day are going to dominate this division. Nothing no. will be teed. But even though those schools are, what, four, five hours apart? Andrean and Modern Day are very similar in terms of the background and the, the, the level of competition they play is really more of a 3A, 4A schedule that mm -hmm, they play. Mm -hmm. You know, Andrean doesn't play, but they did play Merrillville. They don't necessarily play most of the Doonland schools in football. Modern Day, because of being in the SIAC, play the Wrights and Jaspers and Memorials and the largest castle, the largest schools that Evansville has to offer. So they're battle-tested, and uh, a tip of the cap to my buddy Mike Gable. Still looking for that second football state championship after uh, winning one back in 2000. Mike doesn't look 69 years of age on that sideline, and obviously Mike is one of the greatest coaches ever in the state of Indiana. I'm not talking about football. I'm talking about wrestling and a guy that has won state championships in multiple sports. I always root for a Mike Gable coach team because I'm always rooting for Mike Gable. But great job by Chris Skinner and Andrean as the 59ers are once again football state champs. Now let's go to 3A. And most people in the state had heard about Brady Allen. For a lot of folks, this was their first chance to see him. Bob, I'll let you begin. Where do you start with the future Purdue Boilermaker? 
Well, I'm here to tell you, you know, 400 yards throwing the football, get out of here. <laughs> In the championship game, five touchdowns. I mean, throwing the football, we had seven, over 700 yards of passing in that ball game uh, but this uh, uh uh young man brady allen my goodness why the, the biggest thing that i think a lot of people don't look at with him greg i know you do you grab it quickly but his composure back yeah. there to be able to get things going and having the composure to stay where he needs to say or read and take his composure to the outside uh, this is exceptional. This is going to bode well for the Boilermakers, I'm telling you. But it really bode well for Gibson Southern in this championship game. And my goodness, they beat an outstanding rebuff team. And and to put 80 points on the board between the two schools, get out of here. But it's just so exciting. I thought rebuff, the cap for them was, was about 30 points. That if it got above that, they couldn't keep pace. And credit to Gibson Southern, down 26-7, to just kept having their gunslinger fire it down the field. And I was on the 5A game, which meant I got to watch the 3A game before it. And from being high atop Lucas Oil State in the press box, the route combinations that Nick Hart had put together offensively for Gibson Southern, you're just seeing four guys fly down the field 20, 30, 40 yards, just knowing that Rebuff can't cover all those guys and knowing that Allen can make every throw – you know, in, 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 in the route tree, however you want to describe what you do offensively, it was an offensive thing of beauty. And congratulations to Nick, who became the second head coach uh, in state history uh, to, to be a part of a father-son combination that had both won state championships um, because of joining Bud Wright and Kevin Wright. Then it became Nick Hart and John Hart. And then literally 24 hours later, Vince Lighty joined that group his late father, John, as Mount Vernon beat Northridge 45-14. This was the one kind of blowout that I think a lot of us saw coming as we prepared for that game. The top seven teams in the 4A bracket, again, from a computer ranking standpoint, were all in the southern half of the bracket. Northridge, it's a wonderful story that they made it. They had only been past the sectional round one time in over 50 years of playing high school football. But they were overwhelmed by Mount Vernon on Saturday afternoon. Baz, your thoughts on the Marauders being a first-time state champ? Well, it's exciting. Uh, uh, Mount Vernon, uh, when you sit there and watch them over the years, literally, uh, this has been a team that has got uh, deep in the rounds but had met somebody in that 4A sure. uh, that took them out. And, and this is a team that you kind of rooted for. Because they were there so you know many times to try to get to that next game uh, to get to Lucas Oil, but uh, what a great effort out there! You you look at uh, Sonniker, uh, uh three TDs and threw for uh, two hundred thirty five yards, kind of led things uh, for Mount Vernon. But they also run the football, and uh, this is a well diversified football team. I'll say a well diversified football program. Uh, they did a great job yeah. against uh, Northridge. To your point. They beat Ron Colley in the regional, who ended their season in the regional last year. Yeah. They go to Memorial and beat them in the semi-state, and that was the team that beat them, same exact location and low field at Bossy High School um, two years earlier. Good friend of mine is on the Mount Vernon staff, and two years ago he talked about it. He goes, I felt the kids from Memorial took our will to compete in the second half. That Memorial team wow. led by Brock Combs, very dominant team physically. 
Um, and Mount Vernon had three points in that semi-state game two years ago. Well, in the semi-state game last week, Mount Vernon shut out Memorial at their own building, beat them 14-0 in the second half of the game, was tied 28 all at halftime. And again, Northridge, great story. First-year head coach in Chad Epley, he's 27 years old. Um, they returned some key pieces, like their running back turned quarterback in Tag Gott, because they went through four different quarterbacks during the course of the year at Northridge. For Northridge, getting to the state final changes the trajectory of their athletic program. For Mount Vernon, as you so well put, Bob, they've been knocking on the door for a while. And Vince Lighty, again, his father, John, was the head coach at Castle when they won in 82 and 94. In 94, Vince was the starting quarterback and linebacker. And Vince Lighty becomes the first person in the 49-year history of the IHSAA Football State Tournament to be a Mental Attitude Award winner and then come back and be a state championship winning football coach. Congratulations to Vince. Finally, let's get to our last two games, the two rematches from a year earlier. The Zionsville, and both games played out with the same team winning. Clearly, the Center Grove Westfield game was significantly closer. The Zionsville game doesn't reflect that on the scoreboard, but I thought in the tenor of the game it was. But in a complete lack of a surprise, Cathedral's your 5A champ and Center Grove is your 6A champ. Let's start with 5A. Baz, your thoughts on that game? Well, you look at that game, and, and uh, as you alluded to, it's, it's really a 14-7 at halftime. So if you're Zionsville, yes. you're feeling comfortable that you're in the ball game. You're hanging around this outstanding Cathedral team. And then you come out in the third quarter and Cathedral puts 10 points on the board, shuts you down. Now you start rethinking, are you getting antsy? Are you getting quicker on things you want to do that you don't have to do because there's still 12 minutes to go in the ball game? But uh, give a lot of credit to uh, Cathedral because uh, this is now Sandy ball team that you've talked about all year, Greg. You felt probably was the uh, second best team in Indiana. And they come out well, with the championship of 34 to 14. And let's put it let's put it in perspective. They played the two teams that played the six A state yeah. championship game. They beat Westfield 14-0 first week of the season. They lost to Center Grove 21-6 in the last week of the regular season. Clearly, Westfield closed that gap during the course here with how with, with the chance they had to win yeah. against Center Grove late. But Cathedral, this is quite the run. And it is not guaranteed they'll be playing in 6A next year again to explain to people. Um, the success factor would not kick in until after next year. And there is no way that Cathedral would go up based on enrollment. There is a chance that the success factor gets recalibrated if they, if they elect to do an enrollment reclassification for the next two years. They bypassed that because of the COVID pandemic last year. The IHSA has not decided what that is, what that is going to entail for the upcoming season. That decision gets made over the next few months and gets announced slash enacted in April and May. So it is possible Cathedral is back in 5A. It is possible Zionsville is back in 5A. If they do elect to elect to just recalibrate based on enrollment, Zionsville then would return to 6A, Cathedral would stay in 5. So again, we don't know what the permutations are. Cathedral suffers heavy graduation losses on the defensive side of the ball. 
Nine defensive starters graduate, led by Bryce Llewellyn and Jeff Utzinger and Hudson Miller. Kendrick Gilbert and Patrick Kendall up front return at 260 and 280. They graduate all five of their starting offensive linemen. They do bring back their quarterback and Danny O'Neill, just a sophomore. They do bring back their top receiver in Jerron Tibbs. Cathedral is always going to be good. Do know they lose a lot off of this team. I know that we're getting ready to hear a bell in the background, so I will warn our viewers <laughs> and listeners. It's not the shot clock buzzer uh, on, on today's show. It's close. Uh, but I do want to make sure we talk about that epic game in 6A. I, and you heard me say this all along. I thought Westfield would give Center Grove a much better game this year because of having played Center Grove last year and because, frankly, I thought they got more battle-tested in the HCC on a week-in, week-out basis than Center Grove did in the Mick. There said Bell. Baz, your thoughts on the way to say it out? Well, the thing I look at here is uh, I think Westfield uh, did what they needed to do, throw the football to try to spread uh, Center Grove out because if you're going to try and run against them, forget about it, right? And, but if you can spread them out, it's going to give you some yards. They still rush for 126 yards, but they threw for 226 uh, on the night to keep things, like I said, opened up in the middle or get to the outside. But give a lot of credit. You've talked about this team for a couple of years, really for three years, uh, on how good Center Grove was going to be, not yeah. only year to year to year. It's just a rich tradition down there. But that defense they've got, Greg, is is really unbelievable to watch. And they don't back down from anybody. And they wear you down. Well, a lot of people don't understand. Yeah. They wear you down. They just don't contain you. They wear you down. The, your will, your athletic, your, your processing, everything's worn down. By the end of the game, Westfield had to be worn out totally because they played that hard themselves. We have, in the last five years, in 6A, have had four dominant teams. Center Grove, the last couple of years, although, again, the state championship game is much closer than the previous examples I'm about to cite. Yes. 2017, Ben Davis. 2018, Warren Central. And last year's Center Grove team. We will not have that next year. Center Grove loses a lot. Caden Curry, James Schott, Carl Biddings, Green, the defensive tackle, Taven Jackson, Daniel Weems, Shane Bennett, their starting tight end, Max Burris, their 6'7 and 320-pound right tackle, Mitchell Evans, that was a three-year starter. Curry was a four-year starter. Again, Center Grove will be good. They'll always be good. But I, they frankly suffer even heavier graduation losses than Cathedral does. Cathedral, at least you can say, hey, quarterback is back. Top receiver is back. Couple of key pieces back defensively. Center Grove is going to look a lot different. And so 6A next year will be wide open. It's going to be very <laughs> – and again, that was the case two years ago when Center Grove with mm -hmm. primarily sophomores, you know, almost went from four and five to the state championship. Lost in a close one to Carmel. We're going to have a similar year next year in 6A where there will not be a dominant team in the state's top classification. Baz, your final thoughts on the high school football season that was. We're very blessed to have our fans back in the stands for the yep. entire season. I mean, that is the biggest thing, talking to a lot of kids like you do, Greg. Uh, that's one of the things they say is to have the fans back supporting what they do. And that's, that's one of the biggest things that stand out for me. And the class that I watched uh, uh, the coaches and players play throughout this season, uh, it's been exceptional 
Uh, we're very blessed to have the season back that we had, and next year can only be bigger and better in a great state of Indiana because football in Indiana, uh, Greg, is unbelievably getting better. Yeah. And uh, coaching, coaching staffs around the great state, uh, you're doing a fabulous job with these student-athletes. And I hear that from people that uh, don't have any skin in the game but know football and uh, maybe at the professional level and talk about how the game has changed in the last two to three decades in this state. And I'm not saying this to say it's not a basketball state, but folks, you can rest assured Indiana is a football state now too. Uh, and you see that on display. Quick take, who's your Mr. Football? Caden Curry, Brady Allen, Hauser from Westfield, somebody else, who you think? I think, I think to me, uh, what I saw in the state championship, Brady Allen kind of, to me, sealed the deal. Put the wax around the edge. Uh, now, I know everybody's talking about Curry and everybody, but boy, he was in the state championship game. Right. The cream does rise to the top. I will liken this to 2018 when there was such a hubbub over Jack Kaiser winning over David Bell. Well, and I would tell anybody listening, yeah. hey, listen, the much bigger infraction there was George Karloftis not being in the final four. Because I think Jack Kaiser's a young man that could be playing in the National Football League. He sees meaningful snaps at Notre Dame. Obviously, David Bell and George Karloftis are both <laughs> going to the NFL draft this spring because they went through senior day at Purdue on Saturday for the bucket game. Those are first and second round draft picks. Those kids yeah. are good, too. But I bring that up to say this. Brady Allen is, is a Mr. Football winner. So is Caden Curry. They just happen to be... In, in, in the same classification. I do think it comes down to those two. I think the Hauser kid from Westfield yeah. will likely finish third. Uh, you've heard me, you know, kind of stump for Caden Curry throughout the course of the yes. year. Brady yes. Allen is fantastic. And the performance he put on, on on Friday was outstanding. And I think he can be an NFL player. Um, I look at Caden Curry and I think of the minuscule amount of times that Alabama has recruited a player from the state of Indiana. Emil Echior from Cathedral is on their roster now. Garrick Dieter, that played at South Bend, Washington, transferred there and won a national championship um, after uh, playing at Bowling Green. Caden Curry is being recruited by Alabama and Oregon and Ohio State and Clemson and Indiana. And it doesn't, it's not a recruiting award, but I, I say that just to give you an idea into the regard right. that that kid is made. And right. in my mind, he was the best player on the best team in the state each of the last two years. And for that reason, I I, I would I would give my vote to Curry. But if Brady Allen wins, certainly not a travesty and great for no. that kid. Because I think we've got multiple deserving winners this year. With that, time for us to bid you a fond farewell. Baz and I are back in January to talk about basketball even though he and I are spending way too much time on hardwood and bleachers and in gymnasiums <laughs> over the course of the next few weeks. State Champs Indiana Extra Point, uh, the basketball version, will tip off in early January. Be sure you join us then. Baz, you stay safe. You have a great holiday. I'll talk in the new year, okay? You too, my friend. Thank you for everything. You got it. That's our show this week. I want to thank Kevin behind the scenes. He's playing hurt for us today. Kevin, we hope you're feeling better. Hope you have a chance to rest coming up in your future as well. Let's thank our friends at Lawrence Neological University. Recruit yourself at ltuathletics.com. For Bob Stambazzi, this is Greg Rakestraw. Thank you for watching State Champs Indiana Extra Point.